גיטין דף דלת עמוד א', Artificial Intelligence and Authenticity מזויף מתוכו. We're all struggling to learn how to use uh, artificial intelligence constructively now that it's become so easily available to the man on the street. Every, everybody can access it and use it. And, uh, and you've seen the, the conversations, the discussions. Is it positive? Is it negative? And we uh, all seem to accept that one can use it enormously positively like any other tool. But it also has uh, potential negative consequences. Uh, the... Um, Recently, I had to give a, a quite an important speech. And just for fun, I asked ChatGPT to write the speech for me. And after a bit of discussion with ChatGPT, it finally came out with its final version, and it was superb. Uh, so I decided not to use it because there was no chidush in it. It was, a, it was a collection of ideas very, very beautifully articulated, but there was no chidush in it. And the idea of a, of a shir... Or, or a lecture is that it needs to be fresh. You go to the baker, you don't want to buy yesterday's loaf of bread. You want to buy today's loaf of bread. And what's important in when we're learning Torah and, 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 and in a shir is it's the product of what's happening in the world at this moment. When we're learning Torah, that we're engaging Torah in this, in this moment, not, uh, not, not from before the sforim that we've got, or give us all the input, and they can be written at any time. But the... Um, But, but a live shir, the idea of learning from, from a Rebbe, learning from, from somebody, is to learn how to link what's in the Torah with what's happening at the moment, right now. Like artificial intelligence and authenticity. What's that got to do with Gideon, Davdalad, Amad Aleph? We'll see what, what that's got to do with it. But if it's not on your mind, to, to me it's on my mind, because what happened with the speech eventually, I, I decided to drop it and do my, do my own, of course, with, with Chidushim. But there were two paragraphs that artificial intelligence wrote that were so good that I couldn't leave them out. They were even written in my style. And, and I couldn't improve on them. I couldn't edit one single word of it. it. It would have made them worse. It would have made it worse. It was so well written. So I included those two paragraphs in the, in, in the speech. And nobody noticed, of course, but, but, the, but I did. And I felt that including those two paragraphs, as well as they were written, damaged the integrity of the whole. And I've been wondering, is, is that a valid thing? Is, is that the way to use it? Is that not the way to use it? Should we incorporate, when you're writing a, a, a blog, should you incorporate pieces from, from ChatGPT, or should it all be your own writing? It's much longer if it's your own writing. If you're sending an email out to your staff, Should you ask ChatGPT to write the email or should you write it yourself? Should you do a combination, a, a bit of a hybrid, which is what a lot of people are now, are now doing. But I felt this, this hybrid didn't sit comfortably with me. So that's what was what my, on my mind when I was learning this sugya. And, and let's see how, how we uh, understand such modern issues from uh, a sugya in, in the Gomorrah from so long ago. So you'll remember the Gemara is discussing this, if the first, the second, and this is the third share, and Gideon are all linked together, and you'll see the idea starting to, to evolve. And we're dealing with Rabbi Eloza's shita on, uh, on, on Gideon. We've discussed that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Eloza have two different worldviews, both Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva, but two different worldviews of what a get is. And we learned the idea that according to Rabbi Eloza, a get is a work of art. It's not a, a data point. It's not a source of information. It's actually a work of art. And we'll see how important that is as an understanding of Rabbi Loza. And then the Gemara started saying, our Mishnah on Daf Beis, does it go like Rabbi Meir or does it go like Rabbi Loza? Because it seems to go like neither of them. 
on the beginning of Daftalit, the Gemara suggests, Ela lo alam Rabbi Elozer. This actually is Rabbi Elozer. So if it's Rabbi Elozer who says, you don't even need witnesses to sign on the get altogether. All you need is the get, which is the complete work of art, handed over. The artifact is handed over in front of Adim, Adim Mesira, to a woman. That's what you need. You don't need Adim on the, on the get. So if you don't need Adim on the get, why does the shaliach, why does the messenger who delivers the get need to say, it was written in front of me, it was signed in front of me, so that we can say to him, was it written and signed Lishmo? And the Gemara asked, according to Rabbi Loza, it doesn't have to be signed at all. Never mind not signed Lishmo. And the Gemara comes with an amazing chidush. It's true Rabbi Loza doesn't need Adim on the star, on the, on the get. He doesn't need, without Adim, it's a good get. But but if there are witnesses on the get, boy, he needs proper Adim. Adim who've done it Lishma as well. All the laws of Edus have to be followed if they're on the get. If that's true, if they're not on the, on the get at all, it's fine. But if they're on the get, they've got to be 100% kosher. Why? The Omer Rabbi Abba, because Rabbi Abba said, Rabbi Elozer, Rabbi Elozer who says you don't need Adim on a get, agrees, that if the get is inherently fake, the get is possible. Those words are very important. If the get is inherently fake, the get, the get is pasu. And to have witnesses on the get that are not kosher witnesses damages the authenticity and integrity of the entire get. That's Rabbi Abba's chidush that we apply here in order to understand Rabbi Eloz's view. Why is that so? So Rashi says, It's better to have no witnesses, according to Rabbi Elozo, than to have witnesses who've signed on, because that's Mezuyaf Mitoicha. Now I want you to understand as we learn through this, that the idea of signing something, or writing something, or saying something, you don't know who you're doing it for, you don't know why you're doing it, you're just doing it automatically, you're just doing it by rote. It's important to understand that, that, that that's robotic. Robotic is not just what robots do. Robotics is sometimes what humans do. We can daven robotically, we can learn Torah robotically, we can put in talus and filin robotically, we can do things robotically. And that's one of the bigger issues today, is not so much our concern that robots are becoming human. The problem is that humans became robotic. And the problem with humans becoming robotic is a robot is a better robot than a human who became a robot. If we're going to compete with robots as robots, they'll beat us. The only way we can compete with robots is as human beings, because they're not human. With our emotions, with our passions, with our emuna, with our bitochen, that robots don't, don't, don't have. If we bring that into our lives, robots can't compare. But if we're going to act robotically, robots are better. So when a person signs the, this shtar, a person signs this get, and, and it's without lishma, there's no intentionality in the signature, that's a robotic signature. Tosfa says... He questions Rashi. I understand that if the Adim are Kroivim Upsulim, if the Adim are Possel, they're actually no good Adim. I understand there's a flaw that damages the integrity of the whole star. But yeah, the Adim are good Adim. It's just they didn't have the right intention. So delete them, ignore them. You don't need them. Why do you care what's on their mind? And Tosfus comes to the conclusion in the end that we're afraid that if we allow Adim to sign Shalolishma, 
will come to allow the writing Shelo Lishma. And we've learned with Rabbi Lazar, a get is an artifact and it has to be written with intention and, and feeling. And if we, we'll allow it, the, the signing Shelo Lishma, maybe we'll allow the get to be written robotically as well. And according to Rabbi Lazar, a robotic get is, is also, not only a get written by, by chat GPT is also, but even a chat, a, a, a get written by a robotic human is, is possible according to Rabbi Lozer. And we're afraid we'll get to that according to Tosvis. The difficulty with that is the wording. Both according to Rashi and, and Tosvis, we've got this Rashi on, on Dafyud, where Rashi says the concern is just that we might come to use these Adim for, for more serious issues. We'll think they're, they're good Adim. We'll use this Adus to allow her to get remarried. And the Adus is not good enough. The evidence is not good enough. But in both these cases, the whole discussion is about the Adim. Are the Adim good enough? Are the Adim psulim? May we, maybe we'll use the Adim for something else. But that's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, Muzuyaf mitocho. It's from the essence, from, from the get itself, is inherently possible. Why do we see, where do we see, according to Rashi and Tosfus, where do we see the idea of Muzuyaf mitocho? So the, the Loshan of the Rambam is very important. The Rambam says... Firstly, he paskins in in Perik Aleph Alochet Esvav, like Rabbi Lozer, he karagirushim be'edei mesira. The main act of getting is the handing over, the the witnesses who hand the get over. However, in in Halacha Yudzayin, in the next Halacha, he says, "Hayu edav mitochop sulin afilu echad pasul veechad kasher." If the edim are psulim, even if one of them is posul, for natnu la bifneishne edim kasherim, and they handed over the get in front of two kosher witnesses, hareze pasul. It's it's pasul because shenimtza. Look at the Rambam's wording. Shenimtza ki mezuyaf mitocho ki mezuyaf. The Rambam might have a different girsah in our Gemara. Not mezuyaf mitocho, but ki mezuyaf mitocho. It's as if it is inherently flawed. And the Rambam spells that out in Peri Gimel, where he says that he brings the view of, of, the, of a go'on, one of the go'onim, that the problem here is midoraisa. This get is totally useless. It's a completely possible get. Even though the get was written perfectly, everything was good. And even though we don't need Adim. If we have Adim and they were not Lishma, that damages the whole get. And the Rambam rejects that and says, The Loshan is Ki Mezuyaf, not Mezuyaf Vadai. It's as if it's forged, but it isn't forged. We treat it as if it's forged. So you see the Rambam working on that, on that word of, of Ki Mezuyaf, which would explain the Shita of Rashi and Tosfus. So yes, although the problem is with the witnesses, there's no problem with the get itself. The actual content of the get is perfect. But the witnesses who we don't really need altogether are not perfect. They've written a Shilolish Ma without intentionality. That makes the whole thing keep Mizuyaf, as if it's a forgery. Not Mizuyaf, the Rambam's wording there is very important. And that comes from the Rambam's Rebbe's Rebbe, the Rif, who brings that goan. The Rambam, the Rif at the end of Gitin brings that goan. And he rejects the Goan, as does the Rambam. So the Rambam goes in the Shitta of the Rif, which he usually does. So all of that would seem to be that the issue is the Adim. The get is fine, but the issue is the Gedim. The, pro the problem is with our wording, with the way we've got it in our Gemara, where Rabbi Abba says, what is Rabbi Abba? Rabbi Abba, 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 Rabbi Abba
Rabbi Elozer agrees that when it's mezuyaf mitocho, the get is pasu. And this is a case of mezuyaf mitocho, which seems to imply it's inherently flawed. The problem is inherent. And even though we can say, so once the Chachomim said the Edis is no good, it's true, we don't need Edim altogether, but the Chachomim said Edim Shelo damages the get. So the Chachomim made the, the Edim Psulim, and now you've got Edim, Edim Psulim on the get, that damages the entire get, that's one way to learn it. But, but that still didn't sit, didn't sit comfortably with me until I came across a piece of the Sriday Esh. The Sriday Esh is Rabbi Chil Yaakov Weinberg. He wrote the famous sets of Shailas Rechuvas, the three-day Shabichil Yaakov Weinberg, was a very big, an Odom Godel, even as a young man in Lithuania. And then he went to, to take over the rabbinical seminary in Berlin. Rabbinical seminary in Berlin was established by Rav Hildesheimer in the, in the 1880s. And after Rav Hildesheimer's, Rav David Zvi Hoffman was there, a big posek of the door. We used Rav David Zvi Hoffman's work until today. And after him, Rav Avram Elio Kaplan, who was one of the Goenim of Tel's Yeshiva. The rabbinical seminary was an interesting institution because the learning was al Tarata Kodesh. The learning was absolutely pure, but they prepared people to become rabbis in Western Europe. So they learned philosophy, they got university degrees, uh, they learned scientific analysis of texts. Uh, it was a very broad-minded kind of place, and yet the Torah was so great, and it was accepted as a great Mokum Torah, uh, even though it was in Western Europe. It was it was designed to produce Rabbonim for Western Europe. Uh, and after the Avram Elia Kaplan, the Sri Deish became the head of that seminary, and then he survived the war as a partisan later on in one of the camps and landed up in Montreux in Switzerland, where one of my rabbeim, Reb Chaim Lipschitz, learned with him, became a Talmud Muvak of Rabbi Chiel Weinberg in, in Montreux. Rabbi Chiel Weinberg was a Talmud of Naftoli Amsterdam, who was one of Rabbi Srol Salanta's key tal- Talmudim. So it's an important part of our, of our canon, of, of what constitutes Lithuanian Torah. And Rabbi Chiel Weinberg, who has a very courageous and bold approach always, uh, says over here, this that the Rishonim discuss. Uh, that we're worried that these AD may be used for something else. This is talking about how to define this psu, this flaw. But it's not about the reason for the flaw. The reason for the flaw is different. The reason is, if there's anything inauthentic in a shtar, the shtar is not a shtar. That's the Chiddush of Rabbi Chir Yaakov Weinberg. Any document, any star, particularly where we're talking about a star Kenyan, never mind the star Raya, but even especially when we're talking about a star Kenyan, where the star itself, as we learn, because to understand Rabbi Gil Weinberg, you need to understand the last two shiurim that we've had. Because the get is a, is a work of art. The get is a standalone. The get is not a source of information and data. If it was a source of information and data, then there's one piece of data which is inaccurate, delete that piece and use the rest of it. Just sort it out. But you see, the get is not, is not data. That the get is, some, is a standalone. So imagine you have a Leonardo da Vinci painting. There's one problem with the painting. The problem is that the signature of Leonardo da Vinci at the bottom of the painting was forged. We know it was his painting. It was his painting. He painted it. But the signature's forged. How much does that damage the value of the painting? Enormously. And the art, art dealers will tell you, if there wasn't a signature there at all, it would be better, because then it would be 100% genuine. We know it's Leonardo da Vinci's painting. That's not the question. But to have a forged signature on it, that damages the whole painting. 
says Rebekhiel Weinberg, to have a forged signature on a document, even if you don't need the signature. According to Rabbi Loza, you don't need the signature. But there's still forgery, there's sheker in it. There's something wrong, there's a psul in it. And when you've got something inauthentic, mingled into an original work of art, which is what a get is, that damages the integrity and the, and the, uh, and the uh, authenticity of the whole. And so back to my question, when I incorporated a little piece of chat GPT into a shoe uh, and, and felt so un, unhappy with it, uncomfortable with it, although it was so beautifully written, what, what is the issue? If the shoe is just a collection of information and you gather from this safer and that safer and you cut and you paste and you put it together, fine. If, one of, if there's something in it which is wrong or inauthentic, you just leave that piece out. It doesn't damage the whole. It's just a collection of information. So you take the information which is accurate and you leave the information which is not accurate. But if a shear is a work of art, if a shear is an, an integrous whole with an approach and with passion and with energy and with originality, to stick in something into it which is not created by the creator, not created by the author, not created by the artist, that damages the authenticity of the whole. That, that, that damages the, the whole piece. And so once again, as we discussed yesterday and the day before, important that we understand what we're dealing with, especially when it comes into the area of artificial intelligence. Are we dealing with information? Use it. Make use of it. You're dealing with information, there's nothing wrong with it. You've got to be careful that the information is accurate. If the information is not accurate, delete the inaccurate pieces. But if you're creating something, if you're creating a work of art, people are discussing. Artificial intelligence can already compose songs, write poetry, paint paintings. Is this going to be art or not? Is the whole discussion. And what we come out with based on, on Rabbi Eloza and Rabbi Abba's view of Rabbi Eloza is not only isn't that art, but even if only a small piece of it is incorporated into the art, it, it's a mezuyaf mitocho. It has within it flawed fakery and flawed fakery in an authentic piece of communication and an authentic piece of art. Damage, it puzzles, it disqualifies the entire piece of art. Mm-hmm.